Hello, and welcome to this week's session of Contemplate here on the Neighbors Church podcast. This is normally my wife, Alexis's slot, but she is currently taking time to work on her Sunday teaching for this Sunday. So I said I would fill in. This past Sunday, we looked at the life of Peter, and we're making our way through the back half of John in a semi-topical series of studies, exploring atonement theory, which is just a big word that means what and asks what did the cross accomplish for us. And we've reached a bridge section where we've moved to grace and grace and God's kindness leads us to repentance. And so we talked about repentance this last week. And in the scene that unfolds between Peter and Jesus, Jesus is restoring Peter, but there's a process. There's an awakening that Peter goes through. And there's a process of what the ancient spiritual masters called purgation or purifying of Peter's heart, mind, soul, obedience. And it is a painful process that brings about transformation. And so I thought it might be beneficial for us in this session of Contemplate to um, engage with a form of prayer called imaginative prayer developed by Saint Ignatius of Loyola. Ignatius was called the first psychologist by some. He was just so ahead of his time in that he was aware of how our brains can image and create internal realities and be rewired. And so we're going to live into this restoration scene, this breakfast scene where Peter has denied Jesus. Jesus has come to him. Peter has dove into the water where he was fishing, gone to Jesus. And now this breakfast scene unfolds where Jesus really has Peter relive his three denials. But after each denial restores him. And so we're going to live into that scene. In, in imaginative prayer, we fill the scene with as much reality as we can in our imaginations. Sights, sounds, feel, taste, what we're experiencing in our bodies. And in imaginative prayer, you can take the position of a, a character in the scene or one watching the scene unfold. And I'll probably guide us in our meditation to become part of the scene ourselves and allow Jesus to speak directly to us. As always, find a quiet place. Take a very, very deep and slow breath into the belly and then release that air very slowly. Two or three deep breaths. St. Paul would say that God's kindness leads us to repentance. Breathe in the affection of your Father. Breathe in his compassion. His kindness, his love. On the exhale, make it the intention and the posture of your heart to surrender fear and anxiety to the goodness of God. You're breathing right now because he has kept you alive. He's protecting you. 
has not left you. Knows everything about you. Another deep breath. Allow your whole body to just open to the presence of God's kindness by the Holy Spirit. His tenderness. And just to set our scene alongside our brother Peter, try to notice in your body or in your memories Shame. Shame can feel like a weight pressing you down, turning you inward, isolating you. Another deep breath. In the world of interpersonal neurobiology, it's a legit field of study. Another deep breath. Shame is an isolating evil agent. Gets into the biomechanics of our system. We don't quite know how. And diminishes our life and our sense of flourishing. Another deep breath. We're all dealing with shame. I am persuaded that shame is the default emotion of human beings since the fall. Now we're just going to let the scene unfold with that awareness of shame in our bodies alongside Peter who was so ashamed of his failure before Jesus. And as I read, fill the scene with every detail that you possibly can. Imagine the shores of Galilee, the sounds of the water coming up against the shore gently, soft breeze, the smells of fishermen and fishing nets, body odor, dirt, You are standing on the shore here. You see Jesus. He's instructed the disciples to cast their nets on the right side of the boat. They're out fishing. They've pulled in this huge haul of fish. You've watched Peter dive in and swim to Jesus. Fill this scene with sound. What does Peter's face look like as he is diving into the water to get close to the one that he denied? What are you feeling in your body as you watch him get close to Jesus, getting closer and closer to the shore? What is Jesus doing? What does Jesus's face look like? Now, don't get caught up in the historical image of Jesus. None of us know what he actually looked like. Just allow your mind to form a sense, an impression. 
And now the scene unfolds. Jesus feeds Peter his breakfast of fish and loaves. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Another deep breath into your belly. Place yourself in this scene now. You're watching this unfold. Peter and Jesus have finished eating their fish. And Jesus begins this conversation with his friend. What are you feeling in your body as you watch Jesus ask Peter, do you love me? What is Peter feeling? What does his face look like? What's his body language? As he responds to Jesus, you know that I love you. What's his tone of voice? As Jesus responds, feed my lambs. What happens emotionally to you as you see that restoration moment? What's happening to Peter? And the second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter's response, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Why is Jesus asking him a second time? Now what are Peter's thoughts? What are your thoughts? Fill the scene with details. Another deep breath. Like you're watching a movie. Or like you're standing next to these two. As an observer.
in that second time of restoration from Jesus, take care of my sheep. And now that third time that he asked Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me? The text says Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? And his response was, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. When Peter says that, you know all things, you know that I love you. What's going on in him? For Peter, what does that statement mean as he makes it to Jesus? Why did that third question hurt Peter? The third repetition of, do you love me? And Jesus' third restoration statement, feed my sheep. Now, if you could take another deep breath into your belly, invite the Holy Spirit to come and give you wisdom and truth. But for this final set of meditations, in this scene, return now to that sense of shame in your body. Just feel it. Whatever scenario brings about that sense of shame, humiliation, embarrassment, failure, the things that we try to avoid. Just feel that in your body. And now as best you can, place yourself in this scene with Jesus. Peter's gone and it's just you and Jesus. The fish have been cooked and you're sitting there with him. That sense of shame, embarrassment, isolation you're just aware of it but you're in the presence of Jesus how is he looking at you when you look at him what are you feeling and why are you feeling those things Another deep breath with as much detail as you can. Smell the fish, the fire. Feel your skin, the air, clothing, where you're seated on the ground with him, how he's looking at you. And he looks directly at you and he asks you, by your name, do you truly love me? more than these. And this time when Jesus says, do you love me more than these? He points at the fish that have been caught. He points at the disciples. He points at whatever he wants to point at in your life. Things that you love more than him. Maybe it's things you want from him more than him. 
Maybe it's goals and expectations. You want more than you want him. Maybe it's a need for control. Do you love me more than these? How is he looking at you when he asks you that? And what happens in your body when he asks you that? Just breathe in deeply now. And look at Jesus. What is your response to him? If you need to pause the podcast and respond to him in open prayer, feel free to do that. Another deep breath. Having responded to him, he looks at you again. What is his facial expression towards you right now? As he asks you by your name, Do you love me? How do you feel with this second question? The second repetition of the same question, do you love me? What is it making you think about? deep breath what does Jesus say to you after you respond to him for Peter it was a commissioning feed my sheep take care of my sheep what is he saying to you final time he looks at you and for a third time asks do you love me and Peter's response was one of full surrender you know that I love you you know that I want to love you you know all things Lord what is your response dear friend to your king. What's happening in your body? With as much detail as you can, give your third response to Jesus. What does he do? now to close this scene he looks at you and gives you a final commission deep breath he's asked you these three times do you love him you've responded these three times 
with rawness and honesty. What are his final words to you as we close this meditation? close us in prayer. Father, thank you for this time. The power of the human brain to create imaginative reality within is so strong and helpful and healing. I pray that you have spoken directly with your children, restored them today, relieved them of shame, commissioned them to mission. And may this day, may they reflect for the rest of this day and until the day they see you truly face to face on the words you have spoken over them and to them and for them. Bless them mightily. In Jesus' name, amen. Shalom, friends. <laughs>